reaching $180,000 in revenue with email and Facebook ads with Laura Rotter for episode 50. Let's do it. Welcome to the Rebel Growth Podcast. I am Borja Beso, and every week I bring you step-by-step growth and online marketing strategies that you can actually implement in your business to see some results. It's my pleasure to have you here, and let's start with another episode now. Hello, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Rebel Growth Podcast, episode number 50. Can you believe we are episode number 50 already? I can't believe it took me almost one year to produce 50 episodes, which seems like a, you know, like a small number, but it's actually a great deal for me. I've been looking forward to this moment since almost like, I don't know, July or something. <laughs> so for today's episode, I have with me Laura Rother from, from meetedgar.com. And Edgar is a social media management tool. She's going to share with us how she built that software as a service business to $180,000 per month in revenue, bootstrapped, leveraging her email list and Facebook advertising. Now, without any further ado, let's jump right into the interview with Laura. So for today's episode, I have a top social media speaker and expert. She is a social media strategist, the CEO of Edgard, Laura. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Very, very happy to be here. So uh, why don't we, we begin by uh, telling the audience a little about who you are and how it is that you got into social media um, as a marketing channel. Yeah, so I'm the founder of meetedgar.com. We're a social media scheduling and and automation tool specifically focused on repeating content, like all those blog posts and podcasts that you've created. Uh, And I got into social media when I started working for myself. I was making websites for local businesses, and I would just sort of advise them about how people were going to come to their website and what they were going to do once they got there and how to spread the word online. I thought that's what you did when you made a website for someone. Mm -hmm. So I would just do all that stuff for free. And then in 2008, when social media started to become a hot topic, people would tell me, you know, you could get paid just to advise people on social media. And I thought, that sounds really easy. (laughs) That sounds a lot easier than making a website. Um, So that's how I got into social media consulting and that turned into social media marketing training and that turned into software. Edgar is my first software company we launched in 2014. And how did that transition happen? How did you find that there was a need for, for Meet Edgar? So Edgar actually stemmed directly from a training program. Uh, So we obviously at my company, you know, practice what we preach and we did a lot of social media marketing for ourselves. And uh, we very quickly saw that you really should repeat content more than once because, you know, less than 10%, sometimes a lot less of your audience in any place sees any content that you post. It really doesn't make sense to come up with five new updates a day, every day for the rest of time, you know, and most small businesses really don't have time to do that. So what we were doing at my company is we were creating this giant spreadsheet with different categories, and then we would go through the categories and cycle through the updates over and over again. Um, But at that time, you had to manually schedule them all using a tool like Buffer or Hootsuite. You had to put them all in one by one, 
And then when you had scheduled them all or when your queue ran out, you had to do it all over again. So it was this endless job and the spreadsheet was just not a great way to store social media updates. I mean, images don't work for one. Um, and we were teaching other people this process and other people were, you know, paying to learn this. They were doing it. It was really helping them streamline their social media. But there were lots of places in the process where a tool obviously could have helped so much. I mean, one, I always thought it was odd that the other tools don't have your library of social media updates stored in them. Yeah. You know, you put in your updates and sometimes you can see the history with like analytics, but it's not a true library that you can manipulate and categorize and use again. Uh, so I really just built Edgar to, I mean, I didn't build Edgar, our team built Edgar, I'm not a developer, um, <laughs> but we built Edgar to solve these problems. So Edgar stores all of your content in really clear categories. And the coolest thing that Edgar does is repeat your content over and over again. So you tell Edgar, pull a blog post every Tuesday and Wednesday at 3 p.m. And then he, we like to call Edgar he instead of it, he just goes through um, every Tuesday, Thursday and pulls something for you. So you have a queue that, that never runs out. Right. Um, whenever I have to schedule or reschedule a tweet or a Facebook update. It takes me so much, you know, so long because I have to go back, find that update so that right. I can just replicate it and, you know, manually post it again or manually schedule it again on whatever social media tool. Uh, that That's definitely the thing that attracted me to to jumping into Edgar. Um, uh, so... There's, here's here's a question that I that I have for you. Um, you originally had like a training, a social media training company, mm -hmm. right? Or mm -hmm. social media training service. That's LKR, right? Yes. Right, right. Okay. So tell me a little about that and how you found through through that service that there was a need for for Edgar. Yeah. So that started. I, I started with social media consulting, and I quickly saw that doing training was a much more scalable way to do consulting. So at LKR Social Media, we only did online programs like info products. Um, we didn't do any social media services for people, or even one-on-one -on -one social media consulting. It was all uh, just group training, mm -hmm. you know, through the the form of products. Um, so, so yeah, the, what we taught in the training is, is really what Edgar does. So it was a very direct relationship where we saw, okay, if someone's going to pay to learn this, then it seems pretty likely that they'll pay just to have it done for them with software. Right. Um, and save time, a lot of time. Right. And um, what are some of Edgar's numbers, if you can share with, with me that? Yeah, so uh, we launched in July 2014. Um, you know, we're recording this right at the beginning of the year, at 2016, and right now we're um, just over 180,000 monthly. So that's about 2.1 million a year reoccurring, um, which puts us at about 3,800 customers. So we've grown uh, really, really quickly. I mean. I think, you know, you said when you heard about the idea, it seems sort of obvious. I think, you know, that's that's happened to us a lot. People find out what Edgar is once they understand what it does. It's kind of like, oh, of course, you know, mm. of, of course I would want that with my social media. So um, it's it's been really fun. You know, our team has grown from oh, maybe like five or six people when we started to about 15 people now. So it's, it's been pretty quick. Do you do any validation, idea validation before you started working on a project? Just in the form of the training product. So I didn't do any like traditional lean startup validation stuff. I didn't interview customers. Um, we just knew that people were using the manual process already, you know, the people mm -hmm. that had gone through a program. And we knew how badly we wanted this tool for our own company and, you know, that we would pay for this tool for our own company. So I just kind of figured, 
if worse comes to worse, you know, we'll have wasted all this time and money, but we'll have an amazing tool that we can use (laughs) (laughs) for our own social media. So that was, that was like my worst case scenario. So before we we jump into the actual strategies that you use to, to grow um, Edgar, there's a question that I want to ask and that's, who is your ideal customer? And uh, I usually ask, this is like the only question that I ask all of my guests. Um, and I usually uh, ask that question at the end of the show, but uh, as a new year thing, I decided to start asking the question before I actually go into the strategies because it makes so much mm-hmm. sense. That way people can actually see, all oh, right, so uh, she has this type of customer and she's using this type of strategy, right. so it makes sense, right? Um, so who is Edgar's ideal customer? So our ideal customer is the entrepreneur who is a content marketer. And by content marketing, I mean, um, you know, for most people, it's blogging. It can be also videos. It can be podcasts like this one. You're creating content as a means to promote your business. And a lot of entrepreneurs, um, content marketing, which goes right along with social media marketing, is really often the only way that they're generating leads for their business. Um, You know, they're often working on a smaller budget. They might not be doing any paid advertising. So social media marketing is extremely important to how they they bring in leads. And Edgar is a really great fit for content marketers in particular because when you've built up a library of content, um, that's when Edgar is just such an obvious home run because it's like, okay, you have these, you know, 22 thousands of posts in in some people's case uh they're just sitting on your blog you know you're never linking to them on social because before edgar there just wasn't an easy systematic way to do it you would just like have a list of your posts you'd have to load it up over and over again um so anyone who starts using edgar linking back to their old blog posts just sees an immediate an immediate increase in the traffic that they generate from social media and therefore you know the leads and sales and that's pretty obvious. Like it's not because we do anything, Edgar does anything special. It's because we make sure that your links are getting posted, you know, three times more often. So surprise, surprise, you post your links three times more often, you generate three times the traffic to your site. And and we see that that's, that's true. I mean, pretty much a hundred percent of the time. Uh, do you have any numbers on to, uh, about, um, how often can you tweet, the same thing, uh, I don't know, in a certain period period of time before people start getting uh, tired of it. Yeah, you know, it, it's, audience. it's much more often than people think. Um, so I always view sort of the ideal as having like three months worth of content that you cycle through because then you're only repeating it four times a year. That's never going to bother anyone. And it's sort of manageable to come up with three months worth of content. Um, but, you know, it takes some time to get there. So one of our customers who we wrote a case study about on our blog, they're called winetracker.co. Uh, they're an app where you record your notes and the wines you have consumed. Um, and they repeat their content like every two to three weeks, sometimes as little as every two weeks. And we, you can see their numbers. You know, we looked at their numbers in doing this blog post. It's kind of amazing, the consistency. You look at one of their tweets and you'll see that it has like 24 shares or retweets in the case of Twitter, you know, shares on Facebook. You look at the same tweet two weeks later, it has, it's actually sort of uncanny. It'll have like 23 or 24. It'll be almost the exact same number of retweets. Um, And same with favorites and things like that. And we see that on our own account, on our customers' accounts. Um, It's amazing how similar the numbers are when you repost the same content. So I would say, you know, about every two weeks is probably like the minimum that you want to repeat. I mean, that depends. It could be daily if it's something that makes sense daily. Like if you, some people do like a good morning post every day. I mean, you can post that every day or you can certainly post the same type of link, like 
a post from your blog you can post every day and maybe mix up what the content is. Something promotional, like um, maybe you're like reminding people about something your website. Sometimes it can make sense to even do daily. It, you'd probably usually want to mix it up a bit instead of using the exact same language, but you can do the same sort of message every day. Hmm. Interesting. And um, okay, so I, I want to jump into what triggered Edgar's fast growth. Mm. Um, like, wh what were some of the strategies that you used early on to to launch the product and, and grow it to to where you have it today? So, uh, what, why don't you begin by telling me? Do, do you have any kind of launch strategy? Um, so we had a huge a huge leg up with our launch, which is that we already had a social media marketing business, <laughs> you know? So it's really, I don't want anyone to listen and think, oh, they just got there off zero, because we already had a list of about, um, about 80,000 people, you know, from our info product business. Right. So that's like, obviously, that gives you a massive leg up. You basically mm -hmm. have a customer base to start with already. Um, so instead of doing like a big launch, we actually started segmenting that list to try out different marketing messages because we didn't really know at the time how we were going to position Edgar. Um, so we were able to use it for like, okay, send this message to people who have spent a lot of money with us before, send this message to people who haven't bought anything. Um, and we tried out some different segmentation some segmentation there, um, along with just your general, you know, kind of announcing the software. We did have a, a pre, what do you call like a pre-launch page, you know, just like a simple landing page, put in your email if you're interested. We had that for probably like three or four months before we launched. Now tell me about uh, your segmentation. Um, what kind of leads that you created or what kind of, um, you know, what, what, what did you decided to segment your list on? Um, like I mentioned, it was mostly like the buying patterns. Okay. Uh, like um, like the kind of customers that you had, which ones were, you know, hotter customers and... Yeah, which ones had made purchases or made large purchases mm -hmm. or had not made purchases. Okay. <clears throat> and, okay, so once you launch, what did you start to do to grow, to grow awareness? So the way that I view it is, um, you know, paid acquisition, which for us has historically been Facebook ads, is what you can do right away. And then your your content marketing and your social media marketing, your blogging, that's kind of the slow burn that takes longer. Um, so we did both because you can start to get people in from Facebook ads right away while you kind of build up that audience um, on your social and on your blog. But we actually started Facebook ads before we even had a blog. We started blogging like a few months after we launched. Um, we started the social accounts first, sort of build up a little audience there, and then we at least have you know a few people to, to read the posts that we make. Okay, so you, you launched first, then you started uh, creating content for, for your blog and your content marketing strategy and all that. Mm -hmm. um, do you have like a funnel for your Facebook advertising? Yeah, I mean, it's really not that sophisticated. Like we have a funnel from our homepage and we send... Um, at this point, we just send ads to the homepage. I mean, um, in 2016, we definitely plan on um, having different campaigns with different landing pages, but we've come pretty far, keeping it pretty simple, just uh, testing out different ads and different ad audiences and just sending people to the homepage. And from there, our funnel is uh, requesting an invitation. And then right now, it's um, like maybe two days you get the invitation and obviously you get more uh, information about Edgar. You get our weekly newsletter. Um, we hold educational webinars and things like that. Just like as much, as much information as you need to decide if you want to sign up for Edgar. 
Yeah, and as, mu- as, I, as much as my humble opinion would matter, uh, I think that's a, a great move by you guys on doubling down on Facebook advertising for 2016 because I also, I also recently launched a startup um, about three months ago on the arts and crafts space. It's called mm. creativeview.com. Um, and uh, the way that I, like, Facebook ads is the number one thing that I'm using for for the growth of uh, mm. the company and the startup. Um, I started blogging before I, 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 we actually haven't launched the product yet. We we are a blog, right? And if you go there, it's, it's just a blog um, that, that goes out daily. But we use Facebook ads to, to grow our audience and to funnel our audience into you know into the whole into the whole email list and mm. and you know uh, uh, potentially convert them into customers. So, but the way that we find out that f- found out that Facebook ads was the best idea is we took five different strategies. Uh, we took uh, Facebook advertising. We even took um, Google AdWords, um, and we took SEO and we took PR. Right, and we started testing for the first month, mm. like hard. Each of one uh, of those strategies, uh, different times a day, would be completely dedicated to one of the strategies. And after one month, we saw the results, and we we decided how you know which of the strategies that took less effort brought high results. And it turned turned out that you know a funnel Facebook advertising campaign uh, was was what was working the best. So instead of diversifying into all of these strategies, we decided to double down to Facebook advertising. And only the day that we run out of resources, like that we um, exhaust this strategy, we will move into the next thing. And that's, we weren't, I wasn't using that kind of strategy before. I was all over the place for the last couple of years with my other ventures. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, you know, follow the philosophy of being everywhere, which, uh, after only after a couple of years was it was it that I found out that the best approach is actually to exhaust whatever work works best for your company. Like figure out early on what what's going to work best as a marketing strategy or a growth channel, and double down on it until you can't use it anymore or you can't grow your uh, your audience anymore with that strategy, and then move into something else. Um, so yeah, so that's. I just wanted to say that uh, I think that's going to be huge for Edgar. And the kind of funnel that I use is we 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 follow um, we advertise our content, then we retarget to those people that read our content, and we with you know opt-ins. Only then we we use like lead lead um, lead uh, acquisition sales pages. Uh, sorry, um, landing pages, and then we funnel them into you know paying sales sales pages. Mm. So, um, going back to Edgar's growth, and sorry, sorry that I took uh, a long <laughs> road there talking about my thing. This is about Edgar. I just wanted to let to you know get it out since, since this is going to be the first episode for 2016 on social media. Um, I what kind of uh, growth strategy do you use additionally to Facebook advertising to acquire new customers? Yeah, so like I mentioned, you know, Facebook is is instant. Um, more slow burn is um, blogging, social, and SEO, which is which is made up, you know, of all those things. So you know, looking, I was actually just looking at our our numbers for December. Organic is actually the largest channel um, for where we get our customers from. 
because and I love organic traffic, right? Because yeah. you don't you don't have to pay for it directly. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem with Facebook is you turn off the money and it's hundred percent gone. So I think it's great to have that balance of like, okay, pe- get people in the door with Facebook while you're building up. Um, something like organic traffic, which which certainly takes a longer time to build. So um, like I mentioned, a few months after we launched, we started blogging. We've also very actively solicited reviews, which have been a huge part um, in getting our organic traffic. And obviously, you know, we have a good amount um, of traffic from those referrals as well, from people clicking on the links in those reviews. And that's been huge for us. You know, it's great for backlinks. It's back, It's great for search. And I love that people can Google Edgar and and we don't have an affiliate program, which we did very deliberately. So people who are Googling Edgar know that every review that they read uh, is really an honest assessment of exactly what the person liked and didn't like and and thought about the tool. Now, why don't you have an affiliate program? Because of that honesty, because I had this experience myself where I was researching some software and, and kind of, you know, comparing it to a competitor and I Googled and they only had affiliate reviews. And so I'm like, well, this gives me some information, but I can't really trust this. You know, it was very hard to find any bad reviews. And even though people are like, yeah, it's my honest opinion. I mean, obviously they're slanting towards like, well, maybe you should buy it (laughs) because then I make a commission, you know? Um, and I really didn't want people to have that experience with Edgar. I wanted all the search results to be honest. And also I had just seen from experience that people like talking about the tools they use. It's, it's a fun thing for small business owners to share tools and share resources and, and you don't need to pay people to do it. People do it naturally. And not, not even a closed affiliate program, like for selected no. individuals? No, no. And how, how do you manage like your networking efforts or your uh, promote like um, outreaching efforts or we, we don't we don't do any partnership stuff it's it's not part of our it's not part of our strategy um, we've done you know a bit of paid like um, paid podcast sponsorships I mean just like two or three. Um, we don't have, yeah, we don't have any like partner marketing stuff. I've found that 99% of it is a massive waste of time because it's not, the problem is it's not really scalable because it's all one off and custom. You know, you set up a relationship with one person, but then you have to start over with the next person on, you know, what's the relationship going to be and how are you going to promote? So I would rather pursue marketing channels that it's like, you know, you kind of figure out the strategy and then you can just keep growing it. Makes sense. Um, now let's talk about the the pricing model uh, that you guys used. Um, you have a pretty uh, pretty good um, uh, premium pricing model, but why don't you offer free trials or freemiums? Uh, because we don't want to spend money on people who aren't customers. <laughs> aren't customers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the costs are massive. You know, it's interesting looking at Buffer because they they publicly publicly publish all their numbers. Um, they're obviously a competitor of ours. You know, they have literally millions of free users, and that that's a huge strain on them. They have to provide customer service. They have to provide you know all the server costs. Um, we're not a we're not a charity. We're not a public service. You know, we're a B two B tool for for businesses who are using social media for a marketing purpose. Um, so yeah, we're just happy to have people buy our software and we don't really see the need to have a, a free plan. It's, it's not really our goal is to give it away for free. Our, our goal is to sell it. <laughs> and make money. Now, right. do, do you, when you were planning your, your launch or the creation of the company, uh, was it boost, bootstrapped or did you got any funding? Yeah, so we're what I would call self-funded. It's not entirely fair to call us bootstrapped because we had profits from the other business mm-hmm. that we used to start Edgar. 
Um, so, you know, we're a little different from a situation where you're totally bootstrapped, you know, maybe no one's getting paid for the first six months. Um, we had money for those startup costs and then Edgar very quickly became, um, self-sustainable. Right. Okay. So let's jump into the use of Edgar for someone who, who is just getting started with your tool. Um, how would you recommend for them to set up their scheduling? Yeah. So the easiest place to start is your blog posts. Um, so Again, if you have any kind of library of, if you've been blogging for any amount of time, you, you've built up a library, and you should be sending out a link to one of your old blog posts, you know, at, at least once a day on social media, because that's why people are following you on social media. They want to hear more from you. They want to read what you have to say. So just to get started, you know, the easiest way to set up Edgar, go into Edgar, put in all your blog posts. Um, we have CSV upload. We have a browser, bookmarklet, you know, however you want to do it. it. It does take some work in the beginning. You're going to have to spend a little time. But what you have to remember is you would be spending time sending those out one by one anyway, right? If you're going to load up the links, um, you know, right into Twitter or on another scheduler or whatever, you're always going to have to load them up. Might as well do it with Edgar so you can load them up once. And then if you started with like once a day or twice a day, just your blog posts, you would get your money's worth from there. I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but just you would just know that it's happening, that your blog is being linked to every single day. Okay. And do you have like more advanced uh, scheduling strategies that you would uh, provide to, uh, you know, to, to people who signs up and wants to learn like more advanced things to do with Edgar? Definitely. And, and I mean, just our default schedule when you sign in is, is a lot more complex than that because you don't have to use Edgar for only your blog posts. That's just sort of, I think the easiest use case to understand. Nice. Um, but we use Edgar for, for all of our posts. Um, and a lot of our customers do as well. So the default categories in Edgar, um, I'm just worried this isn't going to make a lot of sense to people who aren't using it yet, but, um, all your social media posts are in categories. So those categories, it's just the different types of content you post on social, um, like inspirational, uh, promotions, you know, your blog, uh, content from other people's blogs. And so you go in and you fill in those categories. Um, and then you can make whatever you want custom to your company. Like we're hiring a lot right now. So we just have a hiring category to make sure that, I don't know, maybe twice a week, Edgar is posting, hey, come check out our careers page, you know, see what jobs we're hiring for now. So it's your whole mix of everything that you post on on social media goes into Edgar. Do you have any case studies of like uh, raving success that you, you've seen from your any, any of your customers? Yeah, I mean, we have a reviews page. Um, like I said, you know, you can Google... If you Google Edgar review, you'll see um, you'll see a lot, and we have a reviews page on our site, and then on our blog we have I think just one so far. We definitely need to write more. We have one more detailed case study on our blog, um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot out there. Awesome. Now going back into your Facebook advertising, how do you s decide your your spending? So we decide our spending. We've we've set it's it's based on your cash flow, you know. So. Um, I think a mistake that a lot of people make is they'll use their lifetime, their lifetime value. But mm -hmm. the problem with using your lifetime value is it takes a lifetime, a lifetime to, <laughs> to earn, mm -hmm. you know? So if your customer has like, you're like, oh, we have an LTV of $500, so we can spend $400. Well, that means you'll make back $500 in what? Like, you know, five years, 10 years, whatever it is. Like, you don't have that much time to be out the cash unless you have huge funding. Um, so for our cash flow, we set um, three months. So, you know, Edgar costs most people $49 a month. That means we can afford to spend $150 on a customer. I mean, obviously, I'm doing this really rough. Um, 
but, and, and we can be out, you know, that much cash, uh, at that time. So that's like, basically like our spend now on ads is like 30 to 40,000 a month. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's again, that I, that I like <laughs> when spending on advertising. Now, um, are there any struggles that you found early on that you would like to share with people? Yeah, I mean, so a really hard thing about building software is deciding what to include and, and what yes. not to include. Uh -huh. And, you know, I think it's so important to keep it simple and, and to keep focused on the core problem that you're solving. And your customers will be very vocal about wanting different things, you know, and, and it can be a challenge to stay listening to your community and stay respectful of your customers while letting them know, like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, like a lot of people when they look at Edgar are looking at the different social networks that we work on. So we work on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So we don't work on um, Pinterest, Google Plus, or Instagram, which Instagram is a weird one because it's not, you can't actually schedule on Instagram. The tools that say you can schedule, you still have to go in on your phone and, and press a button when you want it to go live, which oh. is, you know, kind of like not what we're about at Edgar at all. Um, But all those have been very deliberate choices. I mean, Google Plus, like, they're obviously dismantling it. Um, you know, they're, they're tearing it down piece by piece. And it's actually, a lot of people don't know that it's not an open program. You have to be approved by Google. And I think less than five companies have been approved. It's not just like an open API. Um, so pursuing building the product for a social network that is... Yeah falling apart, <laughs> you know, doesn't really make sense for us. But I mean, we get people every day saying, you know, Hootsuite has Google Plus, so I'm not going to use you guys because you need to have Google Plus. Then why aren't you spending your time on Google Plus? Um, so we actually have a Facebook user group. If you look at Facebook, you type in Edgar HQ, you'll find um, our user group and you can see people talking about how they love Edgar. You can see people complaining about Edgar <laughs> um, and you can see how, how we handle it. Um, and we try to be really honest. You know, I don't like those companies that whenever you say anything, they're just like, thanks for the feedback. You know, we love it. We appreciate it so much. Like we we'll tell people, you know, that doesn't really, that doesn't really tie in with our strategy. And, and here's why, because our customers are smart, you know, they, they're business owners, they, they understand. So we try to be really respectful with our, our customers, not just talking down to them being like, great, great idea. Even if, you know, we know that we're never going to do it. <laughs> Lovely. And is that, is that group only for customers? Um, any, I mean, anyone can join the okay. group. Okay. Right. Well, Laura, any place that you want to send people to to stay connected with, with you and learn more about Edgar? Obviously, meetedgar.com, but any place that they want to learn more about how they can use Edgar um, or whatever it is that you, you can teach them? Yeah, so um, meetedgar.com is our website, blog.meetedgar.com. We're also Meet Edgar on Twitter and Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter at LKR. Well, Laura, thank you so much for, for everything provided on the show. I really enjoyed it. I really think that people are going to I'm going to see a lot of value from some of the strategies that you use early on, and hopefully they, they can actually implement them. Um, thank you. Thank you, Bora. Take care. All right, I hope you enjoyed episode number 50. Please clap your hands as a little celebration for me for reaching this small milestone. Now, the next 50 episodes are going to be all about providing even more value to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to rebelgrowth.com forward slash episode 50. Episode 50, man. I'm just so pumped <laughs> to the, for the show notes and everything I talked about with Laura on this interview. Until next week, guys. 
Thanks so much for being here and keeping going.